0: what is up team welcome back to so rare first pitch i'm alex hooper let's see what do we got for you today a giveaway we got a couple of giveaways actually um i'm going to be giving away a darren ruff limited card on the show today also i'm going to lead you to water on another giveaway if you haven't entered to that um Got some rewards to open, and then basically I'm going to spend the rest of this time answering some questions submitted by you, the viewers. Um, I'm I'm blown away by the level of support that we've gotten um, and the people that I've connected to. It's so cool. I like just talking with folks. You know, like I don't mind answering questions. I gave away all my projections to an entire Discord today because someone asked, and uh, but that's you know, those are people that have given back to me in a lot of ways too. Uh, so, you know, if you, if you message me and say, Hey, give me projections, probably not going to do it. Uh, but I did have someone who has given me so much knowledge, ask me for my projections, which was, uh, very cool. Um, I don't want to out them cause I want them to retain, uh, the, the level of perceived knowledge that I know they do have, but I don't want to make them sound any less knowledgeable, but this is someone who I really look up to. And, um, have for some time, actually, one of the people who's like the reason that I'm here. So that was cool. Um, Yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, Just a couple of housekeeping notes real quick. Uh, We've moved on to our own Twitter feed. We're gonna be moving on to our own YouTube channel as well. I'm talking me and Keith. Um, Let me show you right now window that i want i don't want to show you everything because i got some notes to read so here is the new twitter handle so rare first pitch it's so rare fp um obviously we have some work to do on the branding but uh there's our logo you can find that uh that logo on spotify where you also get the video feed and also apple podcasts so subscribe there if that's a uh preferred way to consume this content and then again i'm gonna i'm gonna show you this right here another giveaway on top of the one that we're gonna do today um you can win keith's elvis andrews or you can choose his kyle finnegan or if you want to get more into the soccer side you can get his matt's Sundin's. i'm going off matt sundin i believe the hockey player matt's Sundin's suntins Soonton sounds more Dutch, so that's what I'm going to go with. But anyway, Andy's the 69th Mint, so that's fun. Um, You can, yeah, follow FP, give it a like, give it a retweet, and uh, he'll be giving that out. He says tomorrow, as in today, as in right now when I'm recording this on September 9th, um, later in the day, hopefully we can get those numbers up before he picks, so go ahead and do that now. Pop me on pause, all of that. So let me look at my notes here. I did that. I plugged the new Twitter. Hopefully you can't see all of my screen. Um, All right, let's do some rewards then. We're going to do some sell or hold really quick. We got tier three, tier three, and then a tier two rare, which I hope is good. All right. My common team, which is normally trash, was in the top 50%. Who do we got? This person's just going to plug right into my lineup, probably boogie bets right and my boy (laughs) my boy joey i I will play him over some of the slappies i have on my team i wish he was eligible at dh too because my corner infield situation is trash but uh joey gallo could actually win you a game week because he's got that kind of power tier three limited how about a joey gallo okay freddie oh hell yeah that's cool (laughs) that's a nice tier three. He is a starter. He is, I am going to put him directly into my limited all-star team. He is a, Oh, he's listed as a starting. That's trash. I hate that. I don't want that at all. <laughs> I can't play him in my relief pitcher spot. Okay. I was asking folks for, um, to let me know like who has changed. So why have they not taking the relief pitcher tag off of Strider? I know why. It's because they want him to keep going for Buku Bucks. That's ridiculous. All right. JK, let's uh, let's look into selling him. Jason Alexander of Seinfeld Fame.0019. That's actually pretty high. This feels dirty. So he's auctioning as a starter people have him selling as a starter but yeah see the relief pitcher is going for way more as he should let's see if this 0019 is a starter or a reliever from ambassador here probably won't take us it's probably going to crash wow what a swing what a swing of emotions i did not know they changed him i was literally just talking to i believe so rare monkey um if he could give me some examples of people that they switched their positional eligibility. Uh, Josh Rojas was one where they added third base eligibility. Jason Alexander, see, he's listed as a relief pitcher. They straight up changed him to a starting pitcher. And he is. He has been. Um, yeah, I feel like if I try and sell him as a relief pitcher, like that's going to feel dirty. But uh, it doesn't seem like anyone's getting duped. So that card's essentially worthless to me because he's not a very good starting pitcher. He's just better... Uh, he has a good floor relative to relief pitchers, so I'm going to hold on to the relief pitcher uh, rare I have of Jason Alexander for sure. Okay, last one, 17th man, 17. Let's look at this team really quick. By the way, Bobuchet 121 points, the the record, and I still manage only 17th. I. Went into Dylan Cease's start last night against the A's, knowing he should probably perform well. But, you know, Vladimir Guerrero has made me sad, Amir Guerrero. He's been bad, Amir Guerrero, recently. Needed him to prop me up. Teoscar went on the paternity list. I lost a game. Springer was good. Arrieta was meh. Had Strider in the, long, the wrong lineup. 17 more points over here, and I'm good. Or if you say, all right, I played him over Kepler. I get 123 points here. 323. What would that have done? Second place. That's a tier two super rare. Yeah, so what have coulda, shoulda. Uh,
1: if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, right? OK, God. I've I've had a bad run. So my tier two, I've won
0: more tier two rares. I'm just going to delay this even further. I want to build the anticipation and just make this show super long. So I'm going to go to my gallery here. You can see how much my gallery is worth here are my soccer cards so 5 stance
1: manager stance i just want to look at my my rewards also okay baseball oh it doesn't show me my my overall rewards sorry this is me just clicking through actions okay doesn't matter
0: they're updating that i just wanted to see i i am the king of t2 super or rares currently um hunter renfro i got i sold for like 0.028 and then now he's like double that price i got andrew mccutcheon who was was all right this week there are so many t2s that i would really like and then there are a few that just are not good so here we go (laughs) I've been let down here pretty quick. I, I just want to win a tier one. I have not won a tier one in either sport.
1: Um, so I'm just hoping this tier two is good. Renfro? McCutcheon? That's great. <laughs> I'm
0: actually really happy. I want to win pitching because, like, I can't. I don't want to pay up for rare pitching. I actually really, that's really cool. He shouldn't be a tier two. Um, I guess at this point, maybe you should. All right, let's go to the famous spreadsheet. We are going to go to, you're going to be getting a longer look at this here soon. Brandon Woodruff, 13th highest projected starting pitcher, 0.044. I could sell him and move up and get a Christian Javier. I don't know what his role is going to be.
1: I already have a Charlie Morton get him a colors a couple other guys
0: huh um yeah I don't know what I'm gonna do with him honestly he's supposed to start he is slated to start against Cincinnati this weekend and I actually think like my projections don't pick up on it but uh I think he's gonna slide in all right cool I'm I'm very happy with that reward for once I'm all my tier twos are brewers I've gotten McCutcheon Renfro and now Brandon Woodruff that's kind of wild but uh let me make sure that I accept my guys. Wow. That gives me some that gives me some flexibility. I'm gonna look at my lineups really
1: quick. Sorry I'm not sharing my whole screen, but Giolito Morton. I wish I had uh, I wish I had some projections on Brandon Woodrow. Okay.
0: Let's go to the mailbag though. Okay, so this is how, first of all, this is how you entered my giveaway. And we'll do another one on Monday and probably gonna ask the same question or um, maybe change it up if we don't get any results, but I'll probably follow up with this. So, our first question is from Sh4Kal, S C H 4 K A L. I actually just linked up with him on Discord. He says, can you explain us your Excel sheet? This is probably the biggest question that I get. So let's take a look. Okay, I'm just going to start at the beginning. I'm going to let you know how I did it. I I don't want to give away too much secret sauce. I mean, just by you seeing my hitters projected rest of season, like you could use that and build your team. Like pause the video, go to that, look at what I have showing, and you can build yourself a nice team that way. It's, it's that easy. That's rest of season. That's not next season. Um, all of that. So I use my weekly projections the most. So I'm going to start there. So here are my top 10 projected hitters for tonight. Um, the game week starting nine nineteen, or 9-9 rather. And I showed this on my video earlier. They have not really changed a whole lot. Dalton Varsho still at the top. So as you can see down here, I have, you know, Monday hitter projections, Monday pitcher projections, Tuesday, because most places you can get daily projections um, or weekly projections or rest of season projections. So I'm just taking multiple dailies as my base. Um, I have a base that I use and then I manipulate it a bunch based on weather, park factor, um, some uh, baseball savant metrics, that I've gone over in my cheat codes video, uh, expected WOBA, hard hit percentage, stuff like that. I weigh them, and then that's that's how I get these projections. And they've, I'm shooting like 60% on results. I, Like I said, I have not yet won a tier one result. I'm going to chalk that up to variance. Um, there's probably something in my process that I could be doing better, but I'm doing my best and I spent a lot of time on this. So that's how I get these projections. So I have them midweek, I have them weekend. And then here are the last sale prices, which I'll show you later. And then I, I give you, like, this is a value calculation. So, like, the midweek projected projection divided by their price. And then higher numbers mean you can get a lot of value. Like, Cattell Marte, this weekend, is limited. He's the ninth projected hitter. And then you can get his limited for peanuts. And then you can get his rare for not much more. And I did. So, the, this is what these values are. I'll show you the top values probably, although it might not let me. Oh, so it's just out of these guys. So, yeah, you can sort by that, but that's what I'm doing here. Pitching, same thing. These guys aren't pitching, but whatever. Same sort of thing. Projections that I pull in using a VLOOKUP. um, Those columns are hidden. I pull them into the Monday through whatever, and then I I sum them up here. That's what I do. I'm not going to show you my projections because... That is how I have my edge. I hope you understand. Um, if you learn baseball statistics, you can figure out what you like and uh, figure out how to do that. Uh, Yono says soccer, um, AJ. He makes his own projections. He's you know, a data analyst who is not really, I don't think he was really into baseball. I know he's a Cardinals fan, but um, I could be speaking incorrectly, but he and I have talked a couple of times. He sent me his spreadsheet he does these amazing projections that are totally different from mine and um, I would like to factor them in, but uh, there's some information exchange happening there. So I'm not going to show you those specifically, but just know that I'm doing them daily and importing and there's some stuff going on there. So I don't want to explain that. Um, My gallery here, I just manually enter my players. Red means I have the rare yellow means I have their limited orange means I have both white means they're common. And then again, midweek and then i do a midweek limited score which is just multiplying them by the fidelity bonus i'm gonna have to change that eventually but and obviously you know like my my kyle schwarber rare has more than the 15 percent i could go through and do that individually and like but as you can see like the the difference between one player and another is not huge except like far and ramirez stand out So it's really not worth going through and doing all of that. I have the same thing over here for pitching. So we'll skip past projections. My rest of season projections, which just use, like I've said before, I use fan graphs. I use the bat X projections for hitters. I tally them up. It gives you that sale price, your same value propositions. I use the same sort of weights here for the the bonuses, the experience bonuses. Sorry, I need to stop clicking things. Uh, I hate this. Is my least favorite part about Excel. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's just how I do that. Jose Ramirez went for ten Ethereum. That's two times my gallery. That's more than two times my gallery. Um. So yeah, that's that. Uh, I do want to start using Zips because Zips does update, and I could probably take you know the the average between the two and the projected points the rest of the season. Same with uh. Starting pitchers, points per game is a little different. Points for start. Um, I do have a points for game week hidden in here. It's just, just divided by three and a half games, which is not smart. I think that's for hitters, actually. But yeah. So, relievers, same thing. 2023 zips, same thing. All right. Here's my prices page. People have asked me about this as well. I have a script via Python that automatically scrapes so rare data.com. And outputs it into Excel form. And I am learning Python. Um, That was a collaboration with somebody. I cannot tell you how to do it. Um, I simply do not know. (laughs) So that's that going forward. All right. So I'm trying to do, I've talked about it a couple of times. I'm trying to do a VORP calculation value over replacement player because I want to see exactly how much more worthwhile Spencer Strider is than other relievers. And the same for, you know, like middling relievers as starters kind of like jason alexander so this is just imported in a different way this is scraping um this is scraping baseball reference and what it does is takes games at positions and if it's over a certain amount it says whether they're eligible to position zero means they're not it's binary and shows you know the the top but uh i can't use a V lookup using copy and paste cells nor in a table if anyone has any i I will give you a card if someone can show me how to accurately pull this say i want hanser alberto i don't even know that he has a card hold on all right pete alonso so i'm gonna look up a nine And what I want is I want to go to rest of season. We'll go to zips. A through S. So that would give me his points. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J,
1: K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S. 24? Oh, no, I did that wrong. 19. And then false, so it's going
0: to give me it's going to give me not available, and it's because it can't pull this like this is not it's not pulling this um, as text. It's not searching for text, so it says it's not available. So that's why I have not been able to do VORP. If someone understands that within Excel, please let me know because I'm I'm trying a million different things and it's not working. So um, I just want to know that information and then I can give you better projections. Park factors. 100 being league average below being below league average above being above league average. So here's your park factors. You can find this on fan graphs. This is from ESPN um, using the 2020 or no, this is fan graphs using the 2021 calculations. So as you can see, like Comiskey, whatever it's called, U.S. cellular, you know, guaranteed rate way above average, uh, great American small park, uh, the top, homer park for lefties so that should weigh into your calculations like oh i've got this guy at arizona he's a lefty so you know league average slightly below homers there but way above for the reds and they're about equal so i'm gonna go with the guy there that's what i use this is something to help with projections it's just a reference page I'm pulling these from Fangraphs. They are not updated. Um, basically what I'm trying to do here is, again, a reference page. And I just have that a bunch of times. Here's some stat cast numbers that I was able to pull from Fangraphs, but they're not a complete data set. Here, team hitting statistics so these factor into my projections as well what i'm doing is i'm taking like the dodgers walk percentage divided by the league average so that's giving me what i you know would multiply their their walk points by and you take their walk per or their walk uh factor and pair it with the opposing pitching walk factor you tie those together and that's how you get an accurate projection of just the walk points and then you do that for walks strikeouts hits slugging so like you can tie that in for the average point per base uh you know like single double triple and then woba is just kind of another weight runs created plus kind of another weight and what i would like to do and what i don't have a full data set for is a factor for weighted on base expected so x woba because that tells me like oh they do this but also they should be doing this and then that weighs it even further So that is how I do my projections. Um, Weather should play a factor. I don't have that calculated currently. So there's
1: that. Um, I don't even know what I pulled here. Oh, this is just season statistics. Same here.
0: Your highest score on the season as a pitcher is Sandy Alcantara, which just reiterates to me that what matters are innings pitched and strikeouts. But I mean, he's 33 strikeouts behind Garrett Cole. He's 36 points ahead. Okay. So that's that. That is my spreadsheet. That took up a lot of time. We have plenty more questions, and then we're going to do the giveaway at the end. So that is my spreadsheet. Moving on. Thank you, uh, Shforkal, for that. Uh, Noah Lenkite asks What do you think the impact of having at most 10% of cards being minted this season will have on year one prices in the future? We're at like mint 230 of 5,000 on both. Most- most limiteds right now i believe so there will be a way smaller population of these cards in the future but they want to have five percent bonus rookie cards as well okay so basically i believe what noah is asking is will the lack of supply affect the prices going forward um and with how much is going to be available and how many rewards they can give away based on what they haven't sold and then What's going to change when the new when the 2023 cards come out at the beginning of the season, which is just going to really, really. I mean, we're going to we're talking 10,000 cards per each or per player, and right now we've minted 230 each, and that's because the demand isn't that high. So uh, they said they were going to make like 50% of each card available, or something like that. If you know the actual number from the um, the press conference thing they did. Let me know. But I think they're going to really ramp up auctions during the postseason. If I know anything about MLB's marketing, it's one, that it's bad, and two, that they're going to hit us over the head with this during the postseason. I think the postseason is going to come along. They're going to be like, oh, people are finally all watching the same thing, not local broadcast. Here's a so rare commercial per break. Like, I think we're going to see so much so rare advertisements, so many so rare advertisements come the postseason. And uh, I think, like, even we might get sick of it. But it needs to be that way. They say you need to see an ad seven times before you remember it. And uh, we're going to need to really bury people with the idea that this is the future of fantasy baseball. Um, It is in my opinion, like standard fantasy baseball leagues are fun, but it's nothing compared to being able to one own your game. I mean, it's the tagline and I believe it's a good one and accurate. And what makes it fun? Like, If you were in a fantasy baseball league and it was a true auction draft, if anyone's done a true auction draft is in you buy into the league for $500 and you get that $500 during auction time and you pay $400 for Mike Trout and then piece meal together the rest of a team for a hundred dollars. Like you're going to be bloated and it's going to be a bad team, but like you made those decisions and there is a market for those guys and you determine the market. That's my favorite thing about this game. So, um, it depends on how much they up the supply, but that's going to matter with whether the demand matches it. Like, if users are not logging onto the platform, if people are not signing up for rare, then our card prices are going to plummet, especially as they saturate the market with more cards. I mean, next season, they're going to have to release new cards. Will it be at you know, the mid-season point? Could be. That's, you know, the, the all-star game is when they released it this time. So maybe they wait until then next time. Um, I, that's what it comes down to. We need more users. If you're watching this, like you should be spreading the gospel. Um, I think most NFTs are snake oil. I think most of them are garbage. We learned that through NBA Top Shot. Uh, if they don't have utility, they are just JPEGs, truly. But server cards are not JPEGs. They are JPEGs. That you can use to win more jpegs that actually like their utility is to win other ones it, there's an actual market for it i wouldn't explain it to people like they are actually jpegs that win you more jpegs but they are digital assets they are they give you the right to play a player like in a fantasy game so they're like digital rights digital keys essentially so, like, you can turn the key on your Mike Trout if you pay for that key. And sometimes turning the right keys will get you more more keys. And I think that's a better way to explain it. Probably not the best way, but that's kind of what I'm coming up with at, at the moment. Um, and the other thing you asked about the fidelity bonus, uh, Noah, the new guys aren't going to know that. So rookie cards might have more appeal to them. That's a big thing in baseball. I don't really know. I don't think it's a huge deal, but yeah, we're going to lose that 5% fidelity bonus at some point. Um, Andrew Laird actually ran a study. I don't remember the exact number, but about 75% of MLB players so far also ran a football lineup. So we're a football lineup. So what that says is that the overwhelming market share is still European folks and Americans who are playing the soccer side. So that means there's a huge market still for the American baseball side. And we just, we need to find it. We need to, we need to get those people onto the platform if we want to grow it. And it's as simple as that. I mean, once you get 10,000 people on the platform, you know, a thousand mints of a rare is not that many. I mean, only one in ten people could possibly own a Shohei Otani. So what does that do to Otani's price? Because they're the roof. I don't need to explain that to you guys. if you're already doing so rare, you know supply and demand and market dyna- dynamics to a degree. So okay, moving on. Uh Anton
1: radon, Radon, it's close to Rodon, like Joe Rodon, and Carlos
0: Rodon as well' I'm thinking of the soccer player. Really nice video again. Do you think the price will drop soon or with the end of the season upcoming? And also uh, Jose Ma- Maia, I believe it is. Um, what are your thoughts on pricing postseason? Do you think the floor holds or do we see a major drop-off in price? The postseason, specifically, like I just said, I think we're going to see a rise in prices. I, I'm optimistic. I think we're going to have growth in the user base. We'll see. If that doesn't happen though, there's going to be a big drop-off. I mean, if, if we don't have anything to do in the off-season... Like, are you really going to be buying up a bunch of cards? Are you trying to own every card? Or are you trying to grab cards that give you a chance to win? Most people aren't going to be buying cards. The other thing is NBA is coming. NBA is coming right around the time that MLB will be going into the offseason. And NBA will own the market and is going to have way more hype. And it will run until the midpoint of the baseball season. So when baseball comes back, you might see those prices rise, because if the NBA gets a bunch of Americans on the platform, and they're playing, and they have some money left over, they might say, oh, maybe I want to go buy some baseball cards. That chance exists. Um, but beside that, I think you have to keep the, the entire market in perspective. But So playoff teams are going to see a bump. Um, You know, the teams with 100% odds on fan graphs to make the playoffs are probably already selling high. You're talking the Dodgers, the Braves, the Astros i have covered this. Um, I think between now and when they start clinching, like the Mariners and some of those not quite 100%, but probably 100% teams, when they clinch a spot, their price is going to rise because they have more u- utility. Um, when they're eliminated, they should probably create her. So I would plan to buy team stars once they get bounced from the playoffs. I'm talking like Jose Ramirez with the Guardians. You know, 50% chance to make a, make the playoffs and probably won't make a run to the World Series. Bryce Harper is another one. Odds don't favor them. So your best chance to like get the right price points to wait. So... Um, and in my last video, I touched on, uh, some playoff players to target and like how to find that stuff. So yeah, consider NBA, consider how the season's going to end, consider the user base, whether it's going to increase. Like if we see prices rising and we see users rising, pay attention to layered on, um, Twitter. It's going to, there's a lot that factors into the market. So do I think they drop?
1: Yes. Um, but I also think there's a chance they go up. Okay, back to it. Sorry, I'm doing a lot of talking, running out of breath.
0: Moving on. Uh, o Emporium asks Still confused about relief pitchers. Do they play all the time? How do you pick them? Projections. Uh, really, just projections because relievers who are scheduled to start, like I talked about before, Jason Alexander, at least his early cards. Buy them before they're off the market, first of all, because you can use them at Relief Pitcher forever, as far as we know. Um, same with the Strider. Relievers who are projected to start are always going to project better than closers,
1: because their scores are more... They're easier to project. So... um
0: Yeah, I mean, so you have to consider upside too. So I had a Rowan Wick card I played one time and he pitched all three games in a week and he got a save every single time. That's rarely going to happen, but he got me 34 points. Spencer Strider can get you 34 points just by starting a game. Um, but at the same time, like Paulo Espino and Jason Alexander and Drew Hutchison and some of these guys who do start, Clark Schmidt, aren't going to put up 34. So it's kind of something you have to consider between... Um, ceiling and floor. A lot of times you like, you don't know that you're going to get any points. You could play Edwin Diaz, the best closer in the game. You don't know if you're going to get any points. He might not pitch. Worse yet, he might pitch one game and get blown up and get you negative four points. And that might be the difference between first and second. You don't know. With relievers or with starters who are relievers, you know they're going to start. Um, if they pitch four innings, that's 12 points. They would have to get just blasted to. Not get you any points. And it's happened. Hell, I've seen Aaron Nola put up a zero because he just was so bad. Um, So there's no guarantees. But that's how I pick relievers. I pick the ones that are going to start. I pick the ones that are going to get me points that I know are going to get me points because that 14 might be the thing that puts me over. So if it's Strider, like, he put up a 60 the other day. I was in second place, and I looked at the schedule. I'm like, oh, God, Strider's pitching today. He throws a complete game shutout with 16 strikeouts, puts up a 64 out of the relief pitcher spot. And I'm, I think I finished 27th. That's where the value of a replacement player comes into effect. Like, it's going to be big at reliever with those starters if you can get a 64 in a spot that normally is going to earn you on average eight points, that's what you need. Whereas like, if you break down the starters, Lance Lynn, I think put up a 51 or something like that. And then there are a couple of guys at like 48. And so the difference between his replacement isn't going to be as big, but when Strider is getting you, I mean, positions worth of points relative to the other relievers, like the value goes beyond everything else. So that's how I pick relievers.
1: Otherwise, um, first of all, well, l- let me show you this. This is where I look for relievers. I go to Rotowire right here. Bold means they're going to start.
0: They're confirmed by the team. Non-bold are just projected. So that's how I find Tyler Alexander. He's a reliever.
1: Jason Alexander, he's a reliever. Clark Schmidt, he's a reliever. These guys all have reliever cards, is what I'm saying. I'm sure I could find more. Paulo Espino, we already talked about. I believe Oviedo is a reliever. At Cincinnati, though, you don't want to play in there. If you don't have to. Drew Hutchison. Don't want to play him against Houston, but he is a reliever. Sessa,
0: reliever against Pittsburgh. I will be starting him. He just put up a 28 out of the that spot, and there's Strider. So that's how I find it, and that's how I pick him. Otherwise, if you don't have one of those guys, or if you get priced out of them, go by whoever has the best matchups. If You got four games against the Reds or the Pirates, and your guy has a better chance of winning those games because those teams are bad. That's how you pick it. Um, You want to pick the guys who are for sure closers and then high leverage relievers.
1: And that I think I have shown you before, and I will show you again. Fangraphs, roster resource, closer depth chart. Felix Bautista, closer. Boston has
0: three guys: Clay Holmes, closer, co-closer; Jordan Romano, the guy; Liam Hendricks, the guy; Emmanuel Clase, the guy. Soto, Barlow, Lopez. And then you can see their workload. That's how I pick. It's a crapshoot unless you have a starter. It really is. It really is. Okay. Uh, a couple more questions. Uh, Mats Matson. Mats Matson. I'm sorry, I'm butchering these names. How to think about stacking and batting order and batting order in general? Should I only buy players one through four, or is it okay to look at five and six also? So, this is interesting. Stacking, I'm questioning myself. Um, I'll show you. I mean, you saw that Toronto team that I had out there earlier. Bobichette blows up, and then the other guys are okay. There is correlation. Um, plenty of times last week, Bobuchet hit one of his seven homers or whatever, and George Springer was on base, and uh, Vlad probably wasn't because he didn't get on base all damn weekend. But the thing is, is there's no guarantee that those guys do anything, and that the correlation happens. It's just a, it's just a value play. Like if, if the Jays score 21 points or 21 runs in a game, there's a good chance Springer hit a homer and Vlad hit a homer and Bo hit a homer. And some of them had six RBIs. And sometimes the other guy was on for the run and you just get those extra correlation points that don't exist when like say I'm playing, you know, JD Martinez and Bo Bichette. like Bo Bichette's homers have 0% chance of driving in JD Martinez. Cause they're on different teams. There's zero, literally zero correlation. So that's what you get. Um, But, there, yeah, there's no guarantee it actually happens. Um, I see most teams that do win are playing stacks because when something positive happens, when you get that correlation, there's a good point or there's a good chance you get the points that do push you over the top. Whereas when you're scattered, you just have to hope all of your guys go off. And there's just less tie in there. There's statistically less percent chance of that happening. So that's not necessarily what you asked, but I just wanted to explain stacking a little more. Uh, batting order things to keep in mind. The guys at the top of the lineup get more opportunities to hit. It's that easy. That is why now you start to see hitters, the best hitters move up from the three and four spot to the two spot. Vlad Guerrero is one of those guys. Mike Trout hits second. Um, those are the two examples, but those are two of the best hitters in the game. Um, scoring is cumulative. So, the more opportunities you get to score points, the better. And just like the longer a guy pitches, the more chance he has to get more strikeouts, also more chance to give up more runs. The difference is with hitters, say my guy gets one extra at bat because in the top of the ninth, they're due up third. So they get their fifth rotation through the lineup. The ninth guy is about to bat for the fourth time. Your guy in the first spot is about to bat for the fifth. So that's just an extra opportunity created. If they strike out, you lose minus one. You lose one point. Not really going to affect you. Not going to change the game. If he gets that extra chance and he homers, that's 16 points. So
1: it's, again, a value proposition. You're just trying to build opportunities to score. So it also is generally going to happen that they're the best player or one of the best hitters in the lineup. That's
0: why they're hitting up there. It's okay to look at fifth or sixth you just have to know what your trade what the trade off is if the number 4 hitter is like 0.2 ethereum and the number 5 hitter is 0.045 and their stats are pretty similar then just take the cheaper guy you just have to know that like so like the the nine hitter like i just talked about he turns over into the one hitter so there's more of a chance that he's going to correlate with your your nine hitter is going to correlate with the number 1 and 2 guy in the lineup but a number one and a number five are less likely because number one leads off the game. He walks and then two, three and four all get out. There's no chance of correlation for nine. If he gets on the one automatically has chance to drive him in. See what I'm saying? Um, and I mean, oftentimes you're going to get the lineup turning only once. Does the five have even that much of a chance to bat with the one on base? Um, there oftentimes like the nine hitter gets out to lead off an inning and then one gets on. And then, you know, two, three, and four, one of them has to get on for five or two of them have to get on for even the five hitter to come up with the number one on base. So I <clears throat> think four guys ahead. Sorry, I'm running
1: out of, I got a tickle in my throat. I'm talking too much. Last thing, and then I'll blow through these last two and we'll do a giveaway.
0: Not because they're bad questions, but they're a little easier to explain. <clears throat> uh, if the Angels score 21 points, there's 21 runs, there's a chance that Trout and Otani don't do anything. Like, there's a logical chance that that doesn't happen, and then, like, Luis Rangifo and Taylor Ward and Jared Walsh, they score 60 points each, and then you having those guys in doesn't matter. Good question, though. <clears throat> that's a good strategy question. I think that's one of the best. All right. couple more. Two more actually, and then we'll do the giveaway. And then I'm gonna have to go like drink some tea. Do you think, uh, Rufus G, do you think we'll ever see a burning mechanism within So Rare? For example, trade in or burn a certain number of lower tier commons or limiteds to get a single high tier common or limited card. Thanks for doing the giveaway. No problem. Um, I think it's a good idea. I know Top Shot did it. Um, I could see it happening if there's a backlog of cards and they're like not going to be able to give them away. The problem with that is that means bad things for the platform. If they can't sell cards to the point where they're like, oh, you can just take them if you just give us more cards, that means that the platform is probably going to die. In my opinion, I could be wrong. <laughs> I could see them doing it with common cards, but if they did it with commons, they wouldn't be giving away free money. and I think that's a good incentive for people who've been on the platform long like give them a better opportunity to win those limiteds. I think that makes sense with limiteds. I mean, a good limited still going for like 50, 60 bucks. If you start doing that across the platform, depending on how many people are on the platform, like you have a chance to lose a boatload of money, but I mean, from a marketing perspective, that's just, all right, we're willing to take a $6,000 loss to like get people reinvested or like get people excited. So that makes sense. Last one. (laughs) This is funny. Um, Minito says, I would love to win Darren Ruff. Maybe you will. Do you think in the future there will be legend MLB cards? Absolutely. Um, they're already doing it in football. Baseball is a game that relies heavily on history. Um, it's part of the reason why they're so bad at marketing is because they lean on the history and a bunch of old folks thinking that, you know, living in the past. Uh, it It is what makes the game great. Records, numbers. Chasing ghosts, stuff like that. Really cool part of baseball. And I think there's definitely going to be legends. MLB, the show, already has licensed legends. It's a big part of the game. I see no reason why it won't happen here. It's a money-making opportunity for the estate of the you know, likely dead players, hopefully still alive players, who are going to benefit off of N- NFTs. Can you imagine a guy like Mike Schmidt, if you know who he is, um, benefiting off of an NFT? Do you think he ever would have thought that? Is a possibility um if you don't know how legends and soccer work it's essentially like if you get a a Babe Ruth Yankees legend card he gets the best outfield score for a Yankee so it's their position and their former team as it is issued obviously like guys like they did a Julio Franco card it would depend on what card they issue him as one of his 21 teams or whatever so that's how that works. If you get a Tom Seaver card and Max Scherzer and Jacob poach both pitch that week, you would get one of their scores, whichever is better. <clears throat> and that's actually interesting because most pitchers don't pitch in consecutive game weeks. So with the Tom Seaver card, you he has utility every single game week. So that's pretty cool. Um, you have to keep in mind, though, there would be probably be separate competitions for legends so it'd be different and most people who have bought legends cards in football are not happy with the utility so far so it's cool but i think they should do it i think they will do it but don't like spend a bunch of money early so all right let's do a giveaway huh for my throat collapses on itself all right here we go um parameters for this. I said you had to ask a question, so I'm sorting by question marks. I had one of you uh, drop a question mark into the comments to make you eligible. Uh,
1: So if you didn't ask a question, I'm sorry. I will reach out to the winner. Here we go. Antonin asking about the price drop. Uh, Antonin
0: Ridon. You are a winner of the Darren Ruff card. Um, drop a message here on the video or reach out to me on Twitter at Lexuper. Or can't send me an offer. Just let me know your so rare name. Find a way to let me know your so rare name. Drop it in the comments, whatever. And uh, I will find you and I will send you your Darren Ruff limited card. Way to go. We'll do another giveaway on Monday. Don't forget to find that giveaway from early in the show. Do that one. If you didn't win this one, retweet, follow. And uh, that's the game. Good luck to our future uh, giveaway winners. And uh, let's see, who do we want to give away? How about that? Let's look into that.
1: It's <clears throat> fine. My cards. Who is my, who is my second limited reward? Do, do, do on Monday we will
0: be giving away Rowan Wick I already talked about him that's our giveaway for next week Cubs co-closer ooh rough go of it lately um but again like he won me he won me one of my rare cards by a big week that he had so <clears throat> Antonin, this is your guy he plays for the Mets now so he's going to be in the playoffs so good stuff all right. That's it. That's all I got for you. Hopefully uh, the mailbag helped. Think about some questions. If you have them, um, don't ask them just yet. Ask them on the next video because that's what's going to make you eligible for the Rowan Witt giveaway. But if you have any more questions that you don't want to save and you want to answer immediately drop them here. I'll answer them. I always try and get around to these questions and answer them uh, as soon as I can. So Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Thanks for the great questions. uh, A lot of stuff that I hadn't thought about, and uh, I'm glad we addressed them. Until next time,
1: I'm going to get a uh, a glass. uh, I'm going to get a cup of tea. So I'll catch you next time. Thanks. See you.